three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here getting a late start to today. We're continuing through in Exodus and we're in chapter 17. And so we'll just keep diving in. This is a interesting chapter. Well, they're all interesting. They all have their great parts. and But here we have the people grumbling for yet the third time. So let's dive in and see how Moses and more importantly, how God responds. So chapter one, I mean, verse one of 17, all the congregation of the people of Israel moved on from the wilderness of sin by stages, according to the commandment of the Lord and camped at Rephidim. But there was no water for the people to drink. Therefore, the people quarreled with Moses and said, give us water to drink. And Moses said to them, why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people thirsted there for water, and the people grumbled against Moses and said, Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? So my, Moses cried to the Lord, What shall I do with this people? They are almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said to Moses, Pass on before the people, taking with you some of the elders of Israel and take in your hand the staff with which you have which with which you struck the Nile and go behold I will stand before you there on the rock at, at Horeb and you shall strike the rock and water shall come out of it and the people will drink and Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel and he called the name of the place Massah and Meribah because of his quarreling, because of the quarreling of the people of Israel, and because they tested the Lord by saying, Is the Lord among us or not? Alright, so we'll stop that. Stop right there. A couple of things to note. One is they're they're moving they're moving on in groups, and God has ordained this because it said so. And so sometimes we get little hints on how they move through the wilderness. Now, it is a wilderness. It is a desert. And one of the things that's really hard to find in the desert is water. And so those of you who are cattle ranchers or familiar with that, you know that cattle take a lot of water. And two million people take a lot of water. And so water is a big deal. And so moving them through the, through the desert, wow. That's a pretty big task. But here God is proving that he is the God of the universe, the Lord of the universe. And there is no task to all of this that's going to be hard for God. And so the real thing going on here is the people, again, being tested that that we have these fleshly desires that can be incredibly strong, so strong that in the midst of having seen all the plagues of Egypt, having seen the miracle of crossing the sea and everything else, that manna and the quail and coming up on the streams and the oasis that they had there for a little bit, that it doesn't take long for them to lose faith because their flesh is crying out for water. And water, water is a huge thing when you don't have it. Um, you know, just just try to just try to go without it for a while, right? 
it is one of those things that we kind of sort of really need. And, um, and when we don't have it, it really becomes a driving force in us to get water, to get liquid, to quench our thirst. And so other than air, there is no other greater need that our flesh will cry out for than water. And here we see God testing them really with, let's show them how weak they are in their flesh in really trusting me. Now you may say, well, that's kind of unfair for God to test them. And, but he doesn't want them to be a weak people. He wants them to be strong in their faith. He wants us to be strong in our faith. And so this is just a continuation of helping them to become stronger. And even in all of this, there are still going to be many through the 40 years that they're going to go that are going to be weak, that are going to absolutely fail, and some that are going to even turn against God, as we will see. But Moses here is trusting God because he immediately follows God's commands, does exactly what God tells him to do. But it's not Moses who has the answers. He constantly has to go to God, which is good for you and me to really recognize. Do we really go to God for all of our needs? Here Moses is having to go to God for all of them, even in apparently how they are moving forward because some are being left behind. Not intentionally. They're just moving forward in groups. And we're going to see that here in the next part that the Amaleks are going to take advantage of that and try to attack the back end of the people. And so, but there's a plan that God has. And he's not, well, figure it out for yourself. Just figure it out. You know, you need water. You know what? Good luck with that. Start digging. No, he says, I want you to, do, I want you to get the elders. We're going to move over here. I'm going to uh, provide for the water. And you're going to strike me. Now, many say that this is where Paul uh, this is what Paul is saying in Corinthians when he when he talks about Jesus being the rock and um, in first Corinthians ten four that for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Right? So that's in first Corinthians ten four. Many think that Paul is referring here to this rock. And so Moses strikes with the rock and and for some, it's like he's striking God, although, yeah, I don't know if we want to go strike God, right? But he he's striking where God tells him to strike. He's striking with the right amount of force. He's not striking in anger. That's important for us to, to remember because that will be a future for Moses. And God provides the water. They will drink is what God says. They will, And they will drink, all right? So the people will drink, and so it happens. And they were thirsty for a while. And here's the thing for us to recognize with God is sometimes we do need to be thirsty for a while so that we can more appreciate all that God has for us. Today, if you get to eat three meals and, and every time you get thirsty, you can just go to the refrigerator or, or go to whatever and grab a water bottle, grab a grab your soda, whatever it is, right? Your pop, your Coke, right? And... You're drinking and your thirst is quenched just like that. Super easy. God likes to put us in positions where he can develop in us our character. To develop in us a character that is more like him. That is patient and enduring, loving, tender, 
gentle. Think of the fruits of the Spirit that we have in Galatians chapter 5. And so we want to be those the people that have the right response. So when we're thirsty and we just trust God, you know, God, I know you're going to provide. I don't know how. Um, I'm beyond it. I don't have the answer. But God, I'm crying out to you. You know that we need water. And I'm going to go about doing what I need to do, knowing that you're going to provide. Now, there there is a a truth that we, you know, God provides for those who, what's the, the way that phrase goes? I forget now. Uh, but along the lines of we don't just sit back and get lazy and sit in our, lay in our hammocks and hope that if I put my hand out, there's going to be a nice cold lemonade in my hand because God's going to provide. No, there is a work to be done. Work is a blessing. We should be working. Six days should we work, actually. The seventh, we should rest. And so in us moving forward with whatever it is that God has for us to do, he will provide. If we are moving forward, but not in the direction that God wants us to go, then provision may not be there, especially if you are the church, if we are saying that we are moving forward with with building God's kingdom, and all of a sudden, you're not getting anywhere, then you might want to ask yourself, am I moving in the right direction? Maybe I have missed a turn that God wanted me to take. So God provides, he always provides for what he is doing in his people and in, in building his kingdom. So those are some things just that I, I take from this passage. Uh, but again, God is, God is our provider. He, he does not falter at all in providing for us. And there's this human element of all the people, including Moses, having their issues because they're real people. They still have the flesh on. And, and so they move into this new area, water's provided in sort of a interesting way. But the thing for us to grasp in it is that they are not being moved into an area where they will now have all the answers. They do not have a huge lake. Oh, look, here's water. Now we can go ahead and, and do this and do that. And we don't need God anymore. Every day they go, they need God even more. They need God for the manna. They need God for the quail. They need God for the water. They need God for the protection. They need God for direction. They need God for every step they take. How about us? How are we doing that? Hey, God bless you guys. Sorry this was long. I hope you have a great day. And talk to you soon. God bless.